This is episode Zero Alpha of Free as in Freedom for Tuesday, March 1st, 2011. Hi, I'm Karen Sandler. And I'm Bradley Kuhn. This is Free as in Freedom. That's, yeah, that's what it is. I'm going to turn my network off. That's a good idea. Did you unplug your computer? No, I'll do it now. That's fine. They can, they can hear the buzz if it's there. Now they won't hear it, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> We're back in the same place. That, oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot that was the last episode where mm-hmm. you, weren't, you weren't here. Right. I was here. You were. <laughs> I was over there. And now we're here. Yeah. And, that, and this is great. Me pointing makes great podcasting. <laughs> um, it's more fun to be in the same place. I guess. We had a listener who prefers prefers it the other way. Yep. But I think that's just one listener. So. I think so. I kind of hope so. It's more fun for us to do it in the same place. Yeah. Or for me, anyway. I guess it was the same for me. But but <laughs> I don't usually look at you while I'm talking. Because I, I, I can't look at people when I'm talking. I have trouble with that. <laughs> I won't be offended, but actually it's a relief because I can, you can tell when the other person's going to stop speaking by their, you know, overall body language. Whereas when we're on, when we're on the phone, you just sort of had to wait for a long enough pause. Yeah. We had a delay because of the VoIP. Delay. Yeah. So, uh, what's our topic? Microsoft. Don't we always talk about Microsoft? I know. No. <laughs> actually, I don't know if we have talked no, about Microsoft actually. in some time. Yeah, we used to always talk about Microsoft back during the un-American cancerous virus days. But not me and you. No, the point was everybody talked about Microsoft all the time. Right. We've, yeah. We talk about Microsoft um, periodically as things become relevant. But um, what we're talking about today is about the Microsoft um, application store. Well, it's... The mobile app store. It's sort of a continuation of the I don't store episode that we did a couple mm-hmm. episodes ago, because it's it's sort of the same problem. Well, it's interesting. I mean, it, it well, it is exact. It, it in effect is the same problem, but it 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 it, it happens a little bit differently. I think. Well, so 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 it's. I think the big difference uh, is probably so. So we've confirmed it now, and because uh, this was being quoted in a lot of places, and you've got it up there on your screen and confirmed mm-hmm. it that they explicitly exclude licenses. And, th- and this actual behavior by Microsoft of excluding licenses that are copyleft,ed and listing them out, the GPL and AGPL right. and so forth. So just to back up a little bit here, we're talking about the Windows Phone Marketplace, and there's an application provider agreement that basically um, it, it's what you have to sign up to if you're going to be um, posting an app to the Microsoft um, application app store. App store. Um, and in it, it basically has a provision that says um, the application must not include software, documentation, or other materials that in whole or in part are governed by or subject to an excluded license. Um, or would otherwise cause the application to be subject to the terms of an excluded license. So um, software under certain licenses are no good with the Microsoft Application Store. And then when you look at the definition of excluded license, it um, it it specifically says excluded. It has a description of the excluded licenses, um, which basically describe copyleft licenses um, 
in most regards. And, um, and uh, it says specifically excluded licenses include, but are not limited to the GPLv3 licenses. For the purpose of this, uh, this definition, GPLv3 licenses means um, GPLv3, a Faro GPL, yada, yada. Um, now, I think the terms of the license also pretty clearly excludes any any of the licenses we think of as copyleft. Yeah, that was a big area of debate of whether V2 was actually permitted. But I think any I, copyleft I think... is, even V1, I think. And, and yeah, there was well, debate about other uh, copylefts like Eclipse, and they probably all are excluded I think so. Well. It says any license requiring as a condition of use, modification, and or distribution of the software subject to the license that the software or other software combined and or distributed with it be disclosed or redistribute sorry disclosed or distributed in source code form or to or licensed for the purpose of making derivative works or redistributable at no charge hmm. so the no charge isn't you know is something else no they pulled that right out of v2 that's that's yeah. why that's in there because that because yeah. that the, the at no charge thing is in v2 which uh is actually not in v3 in those same words because it caused so much confusion uh because the the what it what it means in v2 just a quick side point that at no charge means the license is at no charge not that the software is at no charge but actually this says the software i think let me just double check yeah i guess that's true redistributable at no charge i guess the it's license ambiguous. requiring that the software be redistributable in a Yeah, church. but it's an or here, not an so, end. Well, no, no, I know, but that's yeah. why I was just excluding yeah. that clause. Yeah. Because, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think I think that, it, well, the, the only question I would have is, does it apply to Mozilla if Mozilla's copyleft is weak and LGPL if the LGPL copyleft is? I think it applies to weak copylefts, too. I think it does. Most uh, of the, I mean, I'm trying to think about it, but I Software think so. subject to the license. See, that's yeah. See that because in weak copyleft, not all of the software is subject. Well, I guess all of the software is subject to the license. Just gives exclusions. It says or so. other software combined and or distributed with it be disclosed or distributed in source code form. Right, oh, right. So that that, that or licensed weak. for the purpose of making derivative works. I mean, it just yeah, it, it includes weak copyleft. Yeah, so that includes Mozilla and includes LGPL, even version mm -hmm, one mm -hmm. LGPL, uh, and so forth. I think so. so. And what's different about this situation than the Apple Store is that this is an explicit exclusion. Like, there's no doubt about it here. It's completely clear. My, my funny feeling about that is at least Microsoft is being straightforward, right? Because Apple, Apple, see, people have been talking about this a lot, and and the, I want my opportunity to say this. People have been like, "Well, did Apple really intend?" Everyone, believe me, Apple intended it. They intended to exclude copyleft. They read that thing up, down, and sideways to make sure that it excluded copyleft. I know, <laughs> particularly GPLv3. You totally, for a moment, sounded like a pundit. Well, I am a pundit. <laughs> Um, that's, this is a but like a real, you know, believe me, people, those pinheads over there. <laughs> I would never use the word pinhead, first of all, but um, especially now because of the O'Reilly thing. But um, but even before that, I would never use that word. But but we, we you realize, Karen, this is a pundit show. I mean, this is this show is among the free software punditocracy, to use Jello Biafra's word. We, we are part of the free software punditocracy. That we, maybe we, maybe. Uh, you who has a rant show. <laughs> I, I, I have to rant about rant, Fab not releasing Ranto Fab yet. We've recorded four of them. Oh, it hasn't been, been released? No, he has, he, the, the, my co-host has not <laughs> taken care of his duties, um, which I told him he had to do all the work except for just recording it. So 
I, I have thrown off all the work on him, so it's so, not a surprise. But. Yeah. Well, on your substantive point, I I agree with you. I mean, at least it's clear. I mean, Microsoft's is clear. Yeah, at least in Microsoft's it's clear. I don't, you know, I don't like to necessarily theorize about people's intentions. Oh, I, like I don't think I have them. to theorize about. It. We know like Apple is for... anti V three. They have, they are stated positions, well, and they have they've had plenty of opportunities since you know since the. Uh, the App Store and their answer, situation to to make a change, and they haven't. So. And their answer when something was found in violation was not to argue that it wasn't, was just to take it down and say, yep, we agree it's in violation. So obviously they were happy with the outcome. Well, I don't really want to impute emotions to a company, but um, I, you know, I, I don't think it matters too much. Well, I mean, when the company is a cult of personality around one person, I mean, what's, what's the difference? I don't know. It's a pretty big company. Okay. Uh, I mean, that's what Microsoft is not. The funny thing is Microsoft may have been a cult of personality around Bill Gates, but it's certainly not a cult of personality around Steve Palmer. It's it's a much different company now that Bill Gates stepped down. Mm-hmm. A thing that basically Steve Jobs never would do. He got thrown out and then got asked back, but he would never step down. Hmm. Um, even when he's sick, he, he refuses to, to step down. He does all these like temporary arrangements, like like he's a president or something. Like, <laughs> like you need the, you know, when when uh, when a president goes under surgery, they have to sign a little thing that says the vice president's in charge for this period of time. That's what Steve. Do you Brown's know that does. from TV or do you know that from? No, I know it from Reagan actually. Oh. They, they, people started doing this. Remember when Reagan was shot? Because I was thinking about it in terms of like the very few episodes of Twenty Four I've seen. <laughs> there seem to be like recurring little. Oh, I've never seen that. I only watched the first season of that. But I know I was thinking because the, the 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 as it was called the brouhaha over who was in charge after Reagan was shot. They they now have these formal policies mm. of what anytime there's a known situation where the president's going to be incapacitated, they they sign things. Hmm. Because that the, the department secretary remember this the secretary of defense when Reagan was shot decided he was in charge like completely ignoring the, the I really the don't remember order. it actually oh yeah it was crazy he like decided he was in charge he was like I'm in charge now I'm the secretary of defense like ignoring that the vice president was first vice president was ahead of him the speaker right. of the house was ahead of him he's like I'm the, I'm the secretary of defense right. somebody needs to be in charge here do you know what year that was 1980 yeah uh, that's uh, that's why I don't remember <laughs> why not. Because I was too young to uh, remember. Because you're younger than me, <laughs> as I like to point out. Not very much, but yeah. A this this is the point I always make. There's there's a certain period of time where if you're just a little bit younger, you remember things. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, I I remember being shot. I was actually thinking about that. The the remembering stuff because of the what's happening in in the in the Middle East is is very similar as a, from a spectator point of view as to what happened in the Eastern Bloc as like the countries. Yeah. Like, in the, in the late 1980s that you probably remember i do remember that 80s. yeah so yeah that was, was similar. that was amazing well there's a lot bigger unfortunately a much bigger body count in yeah. in the in this situation because yeah. of because of libya basically um but anyway so that's yeah uh, we're not we're not that kind of pundit show so back on topic. not yet no we're not gonna turn that um back <laughs> on topic uh so yeah so so i i think it's it's I'm hesitating to use this word, but I probably should. It's honorable of Microsoft to be this explicit in some sense. At least they're saying what their position is. They're wrong, and, and what they're doing is wrong, but they're honorable enough to say, this is our position, we're against copyleft. Well, actually, what's interesting is that one of the one of the posts that, uh, that actually you sent to me about this um, referred to, they'd asked Microsoft for comment, and the, um, the company official who replied said that um, Microsoft was open if um, if the consumers had um, had a preference for that to be changed, they should make it known and that they might change that provision. 
So I yeah. thought that was kind of interesting. It's totally upfront and it's great. It's like, well, you know, this is what we're choosing to do. You should know that it should be clear in the agreement and um, make yourselves heard if, if you, if you disagree with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it actually, I'm glad that it's stated this way because it, it, it draws explicitly what, what I've said about the Apple store for a long time. Cause people talk about, GPL software not being able to be in the Apple App Store as if as if it's GPL's fault in some sort of weird way, which I just think is completely unreasonable as a position for a couple of reasons. One, because the GPL came first, the GPL came for it before these agreements. So if people wanted to allow for it, they could have allowed for it. And by not allowing for it, they made a choice to be incompatible with GPL, not mm-hmm. the other way around. Mm-hmm. Um, because even GPL v3 predated these. Well, things. sometimes these choices aren't active choices, but I agree with you that with they that. often are. And also because, uh, they've made a decision. They don't want the users to be able to do certain things. And in Apple's case, it's, it, the, you were saying before, it's about making copies of stuff and they want to restrict various different things. And they made that decision. That's a restriction on software freedom. And they've decided they want to restrict software freedom. And it's GPL's job to say you can't do things with this software when it restricts software freedom. That's the whole reason copyleft exists. Now, maybe you don't like copyleft. Maybe you think that's not a, a policy thing that a license should do. And, and that's uh, another reasonable position you could have. And it's, and I, I'm not saying it's wrong for you to have that position. But if you agree that copyleft is, is meaningful and useful, then the fact that it's not compatible with these Apple store or other store agreements is, is flows from the idea of copyleft itself. But what's itself. different about the Apple agreement is that it feels like, you know, square peg around hole kind of problem. Like when you read the Apple agreement and you think about the, you think about it in terms of proprietary, you know, proprietary apps, you know, those terms actually make a lot of sense. Not, not from a software freedom perspective, but whoever wrote that agreement really, or those agreements and policies and terms, um, you know, didn't clearly didn't have software freedom in mind. And that's a problem because, you know, they should. I disagree. I really disagree because Apple is probably one of the oldest modifiers and redistributed GPL software. If you count the next story in the whole mix, which I think you should because Steve Jobs ran next. Many people from next came to work for Apple after Steve Jobs came back. Next was the one of the first GPL violators was basically the first uh, company to try and, and mess with the whole derivative works question. They lost. They failed. Objective C ended up being put into GCC. And Apple has pathologically been obsessed with opposing the GPL ever since Steve Jobs came back to it because he fundamentally believed he should not have had to have free Objective C. And he felt like he should have had gotten, gotten control over GCC in that way. And they have been sick, sick with the idea <laughs> of using. GCC. They don't want to use it anymore. They're pumping money into LVM. This is a whole other show topic, mm-hmm. but I want to cover at some point this whole LVM fiasco. Um, and I'm going to get angry email about that, but it is fiasco. I'll get to that some other show. But the point is Apple knows what they're doing. So I, I think that it's not a square peg round whole thing. I think I, it's Apple I, look, made a plan and, and, you, and they made it saying, subtle. Are you saying that after having reviewed, you know, after having read all the terms of service and like, it just reads that way. I'm not disagreeing with you because I think that, you know, once, once Apple made a decision, once the problems were pointed out, you know, they didn't a, change. right, exactly. But the way it came about, I'm not convinced that it, it was an intentional Oh, I don't think putting, I don't think decision. putting, to be clear, what I think was intentional. Designing a GPL incompatible app store agreement, I think was intentional. Letting VLC and that GNU Go thing slip through, 
their review process, that was somebody's screw up. That I think they didn't intend to do. I think they didn't realize that they had put GPL stuff into their application store in both cases. I think some reviewer at Apple screwed up in mm. that case. But the, the fact that the agreement was supposed to prohibit it, I know. I, I've talked to the lawyers at Apple. Well, I know I how they feel too. about GPL. I know you have. And they clearly would, knowing, knowing them and knowing how much they hate GPL, they surely looked that agreement over with an eye. One, one read through they did, they said, let's make sure that nobody can put any of that GPL shit in our, uh, in our app store. Well, then why didn't they just do something like this? Because they, and by this, I'm I'm actually gesturing to, to the, the Microsoft, Microsoft agreement. Because, and this is where I say Microsoft's being honorable and Apple's not. Because mm -hmm. I think Microsoft's honorably saying we oppose copyleft and getting out there and saying, and 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 the funny thing is, even since the early oh attacks, gosh. going back, going back to the un-American cancerous virus days, since 2001, Microsoft has been completely and abundantly clear: we oppose copyleft. Period. Full stop. That's that's a that's not a friendly position. It's disturbing, but it's at least honorable. Somebody's totally going to take a quote from you. Going to take that sound bite from you saying Microsoft is being honorable, <laughs> but in like a dance. <laughs> I might do that. That's fine with me. CC by SA means CC by SA. It's okay with me. Um, there's been some CC by SA photos that I haven't been happy with. Um, so, uh, although I think they were violating the copyright on the other side, but, but right. they probably have parody exception for that. Although they're trying to parody me more than the other side, so maybe they don't. Well, I do really like that this provision is clear. I mean, yeah. the and this is actually not the not even the third time I've seen this excluded license lists. In fact, it was in some of the proto MSPLs. They took it. The, the current MSPL doesn't have it. Well, but this is the really funny thing about, uh, and, and Simon Phipps point this, points this out, actually, that one of the, the interesting things about this app, this, this app store agreement is that it, um, it, that the Microsoft RL, the reciprocal license, would also fall into the, the definition here of an excluded license. So Microsoft is also excluding its own licenses. Yeah, although the, the thing is, is and, th and this is the weird thing about Microsoft, and I think this has been true basically since the Sam Ramsey days, uh, maybe even a little bit before that, that, that there's this there's this layer inside Microsoft. Uh, it doesn't go very high, but basically to Sam Ramsey's level or, or whoever took his place, if anybody did, where they're actually sort of given this directive to be friendly to open source. And mm -hmm. I say open source on purpose there because that's what they're trying to be friendly to. Non-copyleft open source, they have this sort of open uh, friendliness and, and they're supposed to try to make friends with the copyleft people too to some extent, the sort of post-Craig Mundy world where we're, we're trying to put, put on the sheep's clothing a little bit. Uh, and I think those people are not coordinated with these other people. I, I think where Apple speaks with one voice and Apple is designed as a company to speak with one voice in a lot of different ways. Microsoft's not. Microsoft is, 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 is a little out of control in a lot of ways. And, and that's why you see I them starting that. products and canceling products. I mean, that's what I see. I mean, I mean, the naming of this thing. I mean, pe people have been making Joe Linux outlaws guys love this. The, the Windows 7 series, Windows 7 mobile. I mean, it's like they want the thing to fail. Like you give it a name that has 12 words. Have you heard this? No. This the, the actual name, I don't even, I can't even say it because I don't remember what it is, but the actual name of the Windows mobile product, not, not the marketplace, uh, that you're looking at now on, on Karen's screen now, but the, um, the, the, the general product, the Windows mobile operating system product, it's called the Windows 7 series Windows mobile operating system or something like that. So like all these words, instead of just being like Windows mobile, they gave it this big long ass name, like they're, like like they're the government or something naming a product. 
you know, I expect NASA to have names like that and then a cute acronym to go. That's sort of That's NASA funny. shtick, right? But it just looks stupid from a company. And and it's, it's like they're not even trying. It's, it's like somebody is in charge of Windows Mobile who thinks it's going to fail, right? It's just like, give a stupid name. I think nobody really cares. I mean, I think maybe part of the problem, well, I don't know. I think people don't really care about the names of things on their phone. Yeah, I mean, that's certainly true. They want like one like you know, trademarky, salesy description that gets confused forever, like, you know, like droid, you know, that's what people seem to want. And all the other things on it are just lost. I agree with you. But the real target here, to quote Steve Ballmer, is developers, 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 <laughs> right? The, 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 if, if Microsoft has any chance at all, it's, it's to get people to write applications for this application store. That's their only hope. Right. To, to get these people who are otherwise writing for iPhone or Android to write to Windows Mobile. And well, this isn't ca- calling it the get... Windows 7. This isn't going to no, help. This isn't nor gonna... is calling it Windows 7 series Windows Mobile because every developer honest, thinks that's stupid. Do you really think so? I mean, do you think that most developers care? Um, I think I think it it's an easy way for developers to say, I wasn't going to do that. Now I'm really not going to do that. Kind of I thing. just feel like as long as it has the word Windows and Mobile in it, it's clear them. and people know what, they're do, what they want to do or don't want to do. Yeah. Well, and then, and then there's this whole thing about that. The Fab has talked about that. It's a lot of Linux outlaws that they, that they don't even have an ARM port and they're like doing the ARM port and they're going to have it in a year. Hmm. It's like, and most of these phones are ARM. It's like, what does this thing run on exactly? Hmm. Like what phones don't have ARM that it's going to work on? I, I, it, it, well, I guess Nokia has some or is going to. Uh, that's a whole other topic. A whole but, other topic. But, but, but yeah, I, I think that this, this is, this is just a symptom of a larger problem that, that the thing that, and, and, and I answered this question when, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not necessarily an apologist for Google. Um, but as far as I know, and it's still true to this day, the Android marketplace, you can put up a GPL compliant product, mm-hmm. right? You can put an offer for source in the about box. The whole point of having offer for source is for the kind of scenario like a mobile device where you can't just download the source right away. Way. You get the binary. The about box can have an offer. You can get the offer from another site. That's fine as long as it's, as long as the person distributing the binary or, uh, is offering you the source. Uh, and so, and so, the Android market has always been basically license neutral. Now, I, I have a problem with it because I think that there shouldn't be any proprietary software, and I think it's really hard on the well, and Android there should store. be a free marketplace. Like right. I, that's what's really tough is that. I, you yeah, know. And, and I'm very critical of Google that it is difficult. It, unless you run Cyanogen or some other yeah. modified version to add, it may be impossible. I know it's at least difficult. It may actually be impossible to add other application stores alongside the official Google market. So if somebody wants to do a pun intended free market where they put up only free software applications, you actually are cut off uh, mostly from the user base of the default uh, version. And, and most of the applications are proprietary on that default version anyway. Um, so, so, but at least you can have things like Cyanogen on, at least you can have alternative marketplaces on modified firmwares for most uh, devices. Yeah. And, you know, I've trained some of my, my friends and, and family to first search for GPL applications on the marketplace. Oh, before. you can search for that on the default Google marketplace. That's I think a, that's so. Or term? at least they check the, all the alternative, all the different versions of the different um, ver- different software that they can download. They look at it to see if they- it will actually tell you the license. Uh, yeah. I mean, some of them do. Yeah, for sure. Oh, okay. So that's actually, that's better than I thought it was. Yeah. Um, I mean, I and, and I know of at least one application that says, um, you can, uh, you can, you know, this, this software is distributed under the GPL and gives all the terms. And it says we're, we're distributing it, uh, twice on the marketplace once, uh, for no charge and once, 
with a charge. So if you would like, we appreciate, you know, receiving money for it, you mm -hmm. know, so we can continue to develop it. Please ch ch pick whichever, you know, pick whether you want to pay us or not. Yeah, and to be clear, that that they wouldn't uh, just some some of our listeners are are new to GPL. I just wanted to say that that they're not required to do that in GPL. In fact, they could just put it off for charge. And oh, absolutely. Have it be GPL'd, and then GPL yeah. would permit that no problem as long as you make a valid offer source that works. Uh, so they could they're actually doing the users a favor by letting yeah. them choose to have. Oh the, yeah, the, the I mean, if they if they did not give users a a, a choice, then um, another user could just also upload the. True enough, but uh, but that might might not happen. No, they might just leave. The yeah, it, it it might not, but it's so. not. I think it's nice what they what they've done. Yeah. They're pretty clear. And on the one that you pay that you you are required to pay for, it says there is a no charge version of this. Hmm. So yeah, they're going out of their way to basically yeah. make it easy for you. So yeah, it's um. I think I think that I I think that when you compare when you line them up, it's it's. I mean, this is uh, this, this is the unfortunate thing about the mobile space is that we have to choose the 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 lesser of all evils in some sense because the Android environment has a lot of proprietariness problems to it but it's certainly a lot better than mm -hmm. the apple side which is really the main competitor um and it's obviously better than this windows mobile stuff um, yeah I, and i'm just guessing it's better than blackberry because people forget that 70 percent of of so-called smartphones are blackberry still and yeah that, although that's running there the was an article recently that i read that, that that's, that's dropping yeah that it's yeah, dramatically, that, that number is dramatically dropping. Because yeah, I read that number eight months ago, so oh, it's okay. all, so it's an old number. There weren't any actual. I don't think there were any statistics in the article I read, but it basically said that there were so many um, employees and companies that were um, that preferred iPhones and that were using their iPhones separate from their work account for work, and that the only way to solve it the, that some companies had arrived at was to basically switch over to iPhones. Hmm. Well, that's unfortunate. Yeah, <laughs> it's like well, out totally. of the frying pan into the fire. Oh, yeah. Uh, going from BlackBerry to iPhone. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's amazing to me that those are, you know, that that's happening. Well, I, and this is and, and this is where Google, I, and this is a little bit off topic because I'm just talking generally about mobile world, but I, I, Google Google is the classic example of, of why you don't pick copyleft. Because, and RMS said this in the speeches about copyleft since the 90s, where he would point out that if your goal is to make your software popular, if that's your primary goal, permissive licensing really is the best choice because it will make it popular, but it won't necessarily make it free. And that's exactly what's happening with Android. Well, right. And then the problem with Android is that there are so many different prioritizations that right. even just from a practical standpoint, it's tough for developers because it's tough to standardize across different prioritized versions. Well, and, and and I've been comparing the Android situation to X Windows in the early 1990s. X Windows was on every Unix box that had a graphical display. It was a different version of X Windows, proprietarized by each individual Unix mm. vendor, and we all know how that worked out. So I don't think this the, this market fragmentation around Android is is long term viable. Um, right, it is market sense. fragmentation. Yeah. You're totally so, right. So so, it, but but uh, in the meantime, the there are people trying to track the free space on it. Um, I think, I think the job Cyanogen doing isn't horrible. Uh, I mean, the replicant guys are obviously doing a much better job, but there's like two of them. <laughs> uh, whereas, whereas there's lots of people working on Cyanogen mod with Cyanogen. So, um, so hopefully Cyanogen could be sort of a feeder of you, you, the semi free distribution mm -hmm. can be turned in. The replicant guys are now building off Cyanogen. So, mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm way off topic, but. Well, I mean, it's not. It's. I mean, we're talking. We're we're talking about freedom on phones. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, that's the basic topic here. And what the reason why this is such an interesting topic is that we we just not too long ago talked about the Apple situation and the fact that you know that Microsoft is sort of joining in the same 
um, approach is, mm-hmm. I think, is really interesting and sort of, you know, a, a definite departure from uh, from the Google approach. And taking it out, if you you know, to take it out of that context is to take away why it's interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, I get this impression, and and I know you didn't want to talk in detail about the Nokia thing, but but I I think nobody knows what to do um, because mm. because there I mean, for, uh, none of these proprietary companies know what to do because there's Apple and there's Android, and if you're not one of those things and not willing to do one of those things, mm-hmm. uh, what are you supposed to do? As far as developing a mobile product, I think that's how. Yeah. It's not that I, I didn't want to talk about the Nokia. I mean, that's situation. how Nokia it just feels. It's a whole other topic. Yeah, I mean, um, that, but that's how Nokia feels, right? I mean, they're making a deal with these, Microsoft. But this agreement isn't particularly Nokia friendly either. I mean, well, what what does it mean to be Nokia friendly, right? That that's yeah. the confusing thing is nobody knows what Nokia is doing, right? I mean, they're they're right. they're putting all the stuff into Migo. Like Migo is going to be a phone operating system as well to replace Memo, but it's not really. And now they're all going to go to Windows. And now they were announcing today, uh, today as we record this, uh, we promise our Symbian users we care about them, even though we shut down the Symbian right. website and told us you had to order DVDs if you want copies of Symbian, um, <laughs> because that we can't even afford the bandwidth anymore for the five people who. Want to download Zimian. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think that, that nobody knows what to do. And, and, and if I'm sure market analysts are the people who are into business, which I'm not. <laughs> He, um, he grimaced while he said that incidentally. They, they must be really excited watching what Google's doing. Of course, Google's Google is not an innocent actor here. They're trying to sell advertising. They want all Google ads to appear on your phone. And if they, they figure if they control the operating system, they control an ad platform to give you advertising. And well, and they also control your, your, because of what, of, of what's baked into Android, not, you know, it, it as it's distributed, you, you know, Google basically controls your, your interface with the web from your phone. Well, yeah, but that's all about selling advertising. That's just part well, of no, the Well, no, I know, but it's just, it's, it's, it also keeps it open for other business models too. Like it's just sort of. Right. Yeah. It's, it's sort of a hold everything. And, and, and if you look at what's free software in Android, it's just the operating system. The applications aren't. Um, and in fact, uh, Jesse Vincent quite famously forked, uh, the last free version of the email application, Google, Google tech. Initially they were releasing the applications as free software, then they stopped. And the last free software version of, of the mailer, uh, that they ever released, uh, became canine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesse basically forked the last free version. To, to continue developing it, uh, and and so and so they 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 are they are not going to be the most innocent of actors, and and this is why I'm saying it's the it's the lesser of evils you're choosing because because at least at least if the devices are known to run Google's Android, getting a CyanogenMod seems likely, and then getting something that's actually fully free, which would be the next step. Yeah, I mean, right, the Google phones at least make it possible. Some of them do, some of them don't. Depends on the yeah. the Google. I actually, you said Google phones. I did actually, say Google. That's a correct statement, right? Because the the ones Google actually has put their weight behind, which was the HC Dream, the Nexus yeah. One, and the Nexus S. Those all, I actually, I don't know for sure about. I Nexus. just think that Google so vastly improved the the situation. I mean, the state of play with Android that I just don't want to short shrift them. Yeah, I mean, it's it. I feel like it's a. Again, I go back to my analogy. It's like MIT releasing X Windows. Like like it changed. It made Unix yeah. possible to have a graphical environment, but and 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 long term it worked out great because X is still the default. Wayland is not happening. I have a whole other rant slash <laughs> blog post about Wayland and how it's not going to happen, which I'll get to some other time. Probably not on the show. Probably on my blog. But uh, but X is still our is still our windowing environment, and and a lot of people 
have put work in to revitalize X over the last 10 years. Uh, it was actually in kind of trouble 10 years ago, but, but X is our thing. And right. So, so if you go back to the history of X and look at 1987 when it gets released to uh, circa 87, um, it, it ended up being an incredibly important piece of free software, but we spent a lot of years in a quagmire. I, I supported X on Solaris. It was horrible. It was a proprietarized version of X. It was a pain to support and, and really problematic. And when you look going forward, it all became good, but there was a hard time there. And I think that's the period with Android, where we have this mixed, lots of proprietarized Androids on lots of devices, just mm. like we had lots of proprietarized Xs on, on lots of different devices. So, uh, so I think we've got a long time. Of course, watching the history of X and seeing how it worked out all okay, um, I'm ready to believe that Android or some derivative thereof later on down the road will be the freedom of the mobile device. Uh, but we've got a long road ahead. It's really unclear. Yeah, I'm with, I share that hope with you. Yeah. Well, just because I, I think it worked with X, and I, and I think it's worked with other permissively licensed programs that had this kind of fragmentation early on. Uh, I can't think of another example right now, but I know there's been other examples. Um, I, I just can't think of any at the moment. X is the one in my mind. So, so, but the thing is, is that's why in the end, this is why I think the whole Windows thing is a joke. There's no chance, right? So, 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 so the only chance Windows Mobile might have, even with Nokia behind it, would be to like maybe over to like drink some milkshake from BlackBerry, but that's not going to happen because BlackBerry people are like you're saying are going to switch to iPhone if they switch anywhere. So they're not going to switch to a Windows Seven series. Well, it's pretty unclear. I mean, I just think that the whole um, industry is so volatile. I don't like think it's, it's so, as volatile as people say. I think it's so hard. I mean, there are basic, there are basic hardware developments that you can see happening now. Like you can see happening that we don't have yet, you know, and whatever best new gadget that comes out is going to draw people. So there's, there's a lot of opportunity here. I don't think that, um, I don't think that this is as done as you think it is. Oh, the, who's done Windows Seven series? Windows no, Seven no, mobile that doesn't no. run on ARM. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't think that the that the the industry as you laid it out is necessarily the way that it's going to remain. You just said people are going to switch from BlackBerry to iPhone. They're not going to, you know, or Android maybe, right? I mean, th- that's the fun, yeah. And right? what I'm saying is that whatever you know, interesting hardware comes out might drive some of this. It's not purely a software issue. They're basic. Things that even I can think of that I would like to have in my mobile phone that we almost have, we have or almost have the technology for. Hmm. So if one of these companies comes out with it and the software is adequate, you know, that sort of could take off in its own whole direction. And this whole tablet yeah, situation. Yeah, but nobody writes, nobody gets, an, getting an operating system from scratch is tough, right? No, but these are all, you're basically, you know, saying that, that the Microsoft slash Nokia thing perhaps is, um, you know, is something that no one's ever going to switch to. And I'm saying that if there's some really but they handy have hardware, to an operating system more or less from scratch. What are yeah. they using? The Wins code, right? I mean, like that was any good? Like, what code do they have that runs on this kind of platform? They don't have it. I guess we'll see. I mean, I mean, maybe they bring over the Xbox like <laughs> operating system. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what code is sitting yeah, in a vault somewhere in Microsoft that can actually run on these platforms. And they're admitting they don't run on ARM, right? Right. And they, that's the part they're telling you, right? So if, the, if 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 the part they're telling you is that bad, like what what other what other like we really don't know what the hell we're doing is underneath the hood. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they're really saying it's going to take us about a year to port to ARM. It's like. So it's going to what? 
Wait, do you know what the Nokia? I don't even know what the chipset Nokia phones is. Yeah, no, I, I don't I, know. I, I don't. I don't know whether it's. A, I. I mean, Nokia used to have Motorola chips in them. Strangely enough, and I, I was going to say that you know they must have a plan, but actually, Microsoft's behavior in the past indicates if if if, if future performance is any if, if sorry past performance is any indication of future behavior. Um, I I you know I'm not confident that you know obviously they've screwed up so many major. Major product releases. That, you know what their plan uh, is? The operating system is Windows. I was really thinking of a uh, <laughs> of the um, the Battlestar Galactica. They have a plan. <laughs> well, the, 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 I think I told you about this. The, this apparently there was a, an earnings call where every time somebody asked Steve Ballmer a question, his answer was the operating system <laughs> yeah. is Windows. Right? That's that's his plan. The operating system is Windows. There's their plan. It's and now it's Windows is Windows Seven Series Windows Mobile platform, <laughs> but it's still Windows. It got Windows in there twice. I mean, it's certainly Windows. Hilarious. Okay. Okay. So that's a show. <laughs> we talked about mobile again, which uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. You're happier about this than I am. I, I feel like we're rehashing an old topic. Oh, I thought it was well. I thought it was interesting and relevant personally, but that is because of this. One I enjoyed this discussion. Well, that's good, but uh, hopefully. Uh, Hopefully we'll do some new topic next time that we haven't covered before. Yeah. I'm so hopeful for it. Good. Okay. We shall do it. All right. Freeze and Freedom is produced by Dan Lynch of halfbakemedia.com. Thanks to Mike Tarantino for our theme music. Free as in Freedom is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 Unported License. Please provide any feedback to oddcast at faif.us. Developers, 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 developers. Yes! <laughs>